Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Hey! Media presents the Yelling in My Ear podcast. Documentary filmmaker Dan Napoli and ad agency creative director John Battistini revisit movies, music, TV shows, and pop culture events from the 80s and 90s they experienced as kids. Some of it was great. Some of it was terrible. But all of it will be fun as these longtime friends talk about what influenced them growing up. Welcome to the Yelling in My Ear podcast. Folks, we are taking a look at what was on, uh, I believe, Entertainment Weekly's list of the number eight worst television show of all time, released in 1990, Cop Rock. The double Emmy award-winning Cop Rock. Let's be clear, this piece of steaming poop won two Emmys. Here's the best setup I've ever heard from Cop cop rock it's actually from a sh- uh an episode of dan Harmon's show community where uh joel McHale's character is um rooming with um um danny putty who plays ovid's character and they're like they're they're talking they're, they're watching old tv shows and they're talking about um like you know uh how tv's better than your dad's and Joel McHale has some line where he says something like, yeah, you know, TV never let you down unless you count cop rock. And Ahmed goes, cop rock. That sounds cool. Doesn't it? <laughs> like, it I mean, sounds like it. it dude, it, it, look, I'm going to start off this episode saying, I really like musicals. Okay. This is coming from a place from a guy that thinks TV series is TV series that do musical episodes are awesome and i love when you're watching a tv show and it's a musical cop rock was terrible i mean it was just terrible and i love musicals i wanted to like it so much and i just don't oh my god and i and i hate musicals so of course you're kind of (laughs) uh, um starting starting in the hole but like yeah so so let me set the stage a little bit um this is uh I actually was looking this stuff up, right? So this this hit the airwaves in 1990, mm-hmm. the 90-91 fall season. Um, 11 episodes, it got canceled after, so it didn't make it all the way through his first run. Um, it's a show from from the legendary TV producer who's no longer with us, is, uh, Stephen Bochco, who did Hill Street Blues, mm-hmm. L.A. Law, NYPD Blue. Um, he, I mean, he really invented... He knows the, police procedurals. Like, and, he's got and, that on lock. He really also invented the large scale ensemble drama cast that like like is big and huge every week. Like your old mm-hmm. in terms of how many people are in it, you know, your old model in some of those shows was you would kind of have maybe, you know, a handful of your three, four, five cores and you have some reoccurrings and you 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 know it was like the cheers like model. That. You put them in a situation uh, where you have your core people and other people come in and out. So, yeah, it was, I, I mean, so this was, 
he was a big deal and the show was not like a test throwaway and like letting some crazy creative try to do what they wanted to do this was a show that people thought was like executives like we're like we're gonna make a lot of money like let's get randy newman this is gonna be huge okay okay they bought in they were drinking their own kool-aid dude i mean you watch it and I'd forgotten about, I, I know I must have seen it when it was live, at least one episode. I, I remember not thinking it was great, like back in the day, but whatever. This, I don't have nostalgia goggles for this one. Um, if anything, it's worse than I thought. But like, th- it opens up and they're doing the theme music. They thought this was going to be such a big hit. The theme is not like action-packed cop stuff. It's Randy Newman performing in a studio and the cast like rocking out like, yeah, this is good. And they're all like in street clothes, they're just watching it and they're just hanging out in the studio. And I'm like wait, like, is this a show about Randy Newman in a studio? Or is this, like, Copra? Like, you could, it just had this, like, I felt like it just had this thing of, like, yeah, this is going to freaking be awesome. Everybody's going to like this so much. We're going to make the intro some behind-the-scenes stuff because they're going to be clamoring for more. They like this so much. That didn't happen. So, Sasha, I have to, because um, our producer, bless her heart, who we forced to watch this, um how many did you me. get through yeah come on um i got through 15 minutes oh. of the first episode and after three minutes i was like oh this this is exactly what they were talking about cool <laughs> and so i watched a solid five minutes of it and i was like this acting is freaking terrible um okay can we just so- <laughs> start with the elephant in the room that show is hella racist what Thank is going you. on? I hella racist, hella yeah. sexist. I was like, what am I watching? I was this like, is you insanity. Could not do that show. You now. shouldn't have done it then. In the first place. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my God. It's so pretty bad. It's not it's not great. Um one thing I, I was thinking to myself to be It's not great implies that it's good. <laughs> It's terrible. I said, what is this atrocity when I was talking to somebody else who's seen it? There's so many, so many, so many thoughts. I mean, Um, everybody talks about it. You hear like, oh, it's a laughing stock. It's a joke. And I'm like, how bad could it really be? Sasha proves that point. (laughs) One thing about like, yeah, the the race and police. The the one thing I think that would be would be interesting is I'm not sure. um, I mean, I'll flog cop rock to death on pretty much everything but it is Mm -hmm. just interesting on this it's like i don't know how out of step that is i would have to pull other cop shows oh no 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 i don't i don't think it's Um, it's out of step at all with what was being done and stuff it still doesn't make it right but it's exactly like i was just you know i i you know having watched television in that era as a younger white kid you know you're sort of not aware of that stuff as much as other people are and seeing it now as a parent as you know as a person in today's environment going what is going on i mean the scene in the car with the two cops where he's basically telling his partner he wants to bang her and she's like my husband will get mad and he's like i'll take that risk what what it was insane insane i was just i i I was just i was blown away i mean i was blown away by the craziness of it i and like i said there's good tv musicals i mean i will say this now i know he's gotten into a lot of trouble lately whatever whatever but hands down one of my favorite tv musical episodes is once more with feeling from buffy the vampire slayer i thought it was really well done it followed the musical tropes 
it had some people that can sing. It had some actors that could kind of sing and they worked within it. You know, there was a couple of ringers and I feel like pop rock, when you look at it from, the, and again, I'm getting into my musical theater nerdiness, which I know you don't like musicals, Dan, but like they were trying to hit the right numbers. They took it seriously from the perspective of like, okay, we're going to make a musical. What is a musical? You know, when these people have these emotions, they sing about them and they come outside and it's like maybe their inner monologue and my old partner, Michael Ruby is going to scream at me because I'm probably not getting it right. But, um, you know, that was kind of the thing. And it's not like my wife hates musicals and she's always like, you know, they say something, then they sing the same thing. And Cop Rock didn't do that. They did it right. Like the action happened, the book happened, and the script happened. And then the musical was something in addition to that. See, but I disagree, dude. No, you think they a... were just repeating the same shit? No, no, no. I oh. think they did it wrong from oh. a but I really want I really want to see your 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 kind of like uh retort, rebuttal. What you have to say based off what I your response to me here as more of a musical expert, but from like just just putting on the work. Oh, I'm not a musical expert. Let's make that clear. Just well, of in, the people on, on the, the call, call I qualify as as the musical. Absolutely. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah. Not uh, an land, expert. Land of the land of the blind, man with one eye, yeah, or yeah, woman sorry, with sorry. one eye is king. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean of the three of us. Because from <laughs> A structural standpoint, right? Yeah. Um, Sasha made made this point either earlier or off air, but like, okay, so it's so it's it's our TV, sixty minute mm -hmm. drama, forty four minutes, right? Yeah. So we get we get um, at least in watching it again on online, we get a cold open. Oh yeah. Um, so we're you know we're in nineteen ninety grit of like house call the cops coming everywhere dark single camera yeah. drama gritty we in, we in the middle of almost like the scene from Point Break where they're kicking in the door and like arresting people we get our first person that breaks into song on the arrest that's at the three minute mark that's yes. also not a cop I I was gonna say that is yes. not only not a cop. Yeah. It is a it is a criminal mm -hmm. character. It's like an African American person, and they're rapping badly. Like wow! But then the next musical interlude, if you if that's what it's called, Michael Ruby comment, some you know whatever. Um, it doesn't come until twenty six yeah. minutes. You're like, what did I dream that? What, what am happened? I watching? Yeah. Like if you jump in. And, like I could see well, it was a pilot. Maybe they didn't have all the budget for all the songs. I mean, they spent it all on Randy. That, Newman. But, no, 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 dude. But that's got nothing to do <laughs> no, with know, budget know, because they drop it. They, I know they drop it at 26 and then you get a couple of three other. Mm -hmm. It's like, wait in, in trying. Um, I mean, it didn't it's, make sense. It's worse. It's worse because it's a pilot. Yeah. Right. Because a pilot, you're trying to establish the universe and you're trying to get people to finish and want to come back. Mm -hmm. And I think to do that, you have to understand what you're watching. Yeah. And it was just... Um, well, I mean, that's not the only thing where you don't understand what you're watching. Uh -oh. Can we talk about the robot in the closet in the chief's office? The showbiz pizza? The showbiz pizza move? What, moment? What, what was that? I thought like I had changed. I got my watching something else. Is this Westworld? Is it sci-fi? Like what's going on? That made no sense. So there's this scene. Um, oh, I think it's around the 20 minute mark. Yeah. It's um, Ronnie Cox. Who's an awesome like actor been around forever. He yeah. plays the chief. Yeah. And, um, He's he's probably best known uh, potentially as the chief in uh, Beverly Hills Cop one and two. 
yeah. um, is where, so yeah. So I'll, he's I'll, asleep I'll, on the bed on the couch in his office. So, okay. I'm going to arc this up really quick for, yeah, yeah, for everybody. It. Okay. So it opens um, drug house bust, right? This hardcore scene, bum, 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 arrest everybody. Yeah. Straight up um, trap house. They yep. go to, yep. Um, they're in court the next morning, which I guess oh, yeah. now is an adult. No, like, Man, same day. They're talking about the same day. Cause they let him out um, the same day they were arrested. Yeah. So they go to court. Um, judge says, uh, which is again, very marking earmarking its time period of it's like not enough jails. Um, so I got, I got nowhere to put them. So they let the guys go. Um, there's, uh another chase that ensues like kind of the next day they end up back by this guy's house uh one of the, he he shoots one of the cops um the next scene wait wait stop he shoots one of the cops with an automatic weapon and kills him that cop's partner gets out of the car runs over to his bleeding out partner and shakes him yeah. instead of doing any kind of life-saving thing or help him or any training he shakes him and starts screaming no don't die john I, i'm gonna i'm gonna bust your chops a bit though yeah. like that's not a plot point though that's just a scene that happens it was just terrible it i just want to comment on how bad good. it is okay it was, it got, it's not a plot point i'm just telling you i know dude, but i'm trying to get you to i'm trying to get you to like since we can't show it i'm sorry i have a lot of feelings about this <laughs> um so uh police officers killed um the next scene um uh, there's some scenes in the station uh, they're interrogating somebody the following scene is the ernie hudson uh who plays a cop goes into the chief's office the chief is asleep on the couch and now that scene yep um Ernie Hudson wakes him up to prepare. He has to read the statement to the press as the chief about mm -hmm. the incident that's just happened. And bizarrely out for no reason. Wait, what about the chief's reaction to Ernie when Ernie first comes in the room and wakes him up? Can we start with that? Oh, right, and he pulls. <laughs> he pulls a six shooter out from under the blanket, points it at Ernie Hudson's face, and like says something about like, "What are you doing there, stranger?" And I'm like, "What yeah. just happened?" And it was like a cowboy reference in his office, yeah. uh, which I guess is on theme for the for the rest of it. So yeah. he go chief goes to his desk. He's got some uh, memorabilia of uh, is it. I think it was Hickok. Uh, Did he say Wild Bill? I was going to say maybe Wild Bill. Well, I think Wild Bill. Um, he he's got old school, you know, Colt 45 type six shooters. Yeah. yeah revolvers. Um, yeah. Revolvers. He's taken around. He's talking about him to um, Ernie Hudson. And then he says something like, well, I better get ready. He puts the um, yeah, he straps on a cowboy he puts gun the belt. holster on. And then <laughs> his door opens and this animatronic, like showbiz pizza in the eighties things. Yeah. Comes out and like says, you know, quick draw. And the chief shoots him a couple times. With real bullets. It puts bullet holes right. in the mannequin. Hard cut. Now we're at the press conference. And, and he's, he's ready. Reading, and he's reading, like, you know, his official statement to the press. It's just like, what? He pressed a button on his desk to, like, bring the thing out. I'm like, what is, what is this? Is this sci-fi now? Because I thought, actually, when he pressed that button and it started to happen, I'm like, oh, he's going to break into song. This is going to be like, you know, because the song, the sequences in the songs can be kind of otherworldly and take you out of that moment. Like, the way they change the lighting and do stuff. And then he didn't sing. And like you said, hard cut. And I'm like, oh, that happened in the real world. That didn't happen in the musical world. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> 
So, John, as as the person who likes musicals the most on the on this episode, um, for um, and I certainly at the end of the day do just because I don't like something personally doesn't mean like I don't respect it as a craft. Or no, whatever. but it makes but you a bad like, person. It does. It could. Um, <laughs> but in like whatever Glee or yeah, Ryan yeah. Murphy or something that you think is executed correctly, um, would you have that few? Of, of references in the first half hour before the first commercial break, would you have that few instances? No, no. I would have had something else in there. The other thing is too, I would have had something else and I might've had shorter ones. That was something that struck me as the songs are really long. Like when the one guy, like there's one scene where um, that younger cop, that's a woman that I was mentioning before, whose like partner is hitting on her. And it turns out she also has feelings and they sing about that in a later episode. Um, she goes home she mentions her husband. She goes home to her husband. I got really confused because she walks in the door and I'm like, wait, is that her dad? And I'm like, oh, that's her husband. It's another cop. Then he has a moment where he sings and he's like, you know, lit really well. And it's a sad song. And he's talking about how he doesn't, I think he's like, he doesn't, you know, she's too good for him and he doesn't live up to her expectations. And he's like, he's like lamenting. And it's a very typical musical theater thing, but he keeps singing. And every time like he wraps it up with the verse and, and then I'm like, oh, he must be done. And it feels like the song ends. And it's like, oh no, oh, he's going to keep singing. Okay. Oh, 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 there's more. Oh, oh, okay. Like, it's like, I noticed that they're, the musical aspect just keeps going like, all right, dude, you told the story. I got it. You can stop the song and let's move on. They go on too long. So let me ask you this then again, dude, from, from that setup. Yeah. Cause just as a storyteller, I found it bananas, but the choices later throughout the pilot episode mm-hmm. where they chose yeah, where they chose to, to play to, yep. to play songs. There is um, the jury verdict. Yes, and the mayor takes a bribe. Are the two other scenes? Right. It's, it's just banana. Like, would you do that in a proper musical? Like. I mean, yeah, you can have other characters and stuff do it, and they were trying to set the tone in the world. I mean, I, I, I feel like the reason they did the jury verdict was because of who the judge was. I mean, I was watching that, and he looked familiar, and then he opens his mouth, and I mean, he sings, like, unbelievably. It was just incredible. Then I'm like, oh, wait, that's Carl Anderson. I mean, he was Judas in, you know, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. So when you have a star like that, you give him a reason. Now, probably he wasn't a regular cast, so that made sense, but... It was, I felt like also as it went on, they started getting more ensemble ones. Like the bribery one was a we, you know, was a weird choice. I wasn't sure what was going on, but then the guy's like kind of dancing with the suitcase. I'm like, oh, he's bribing her. Okay, I get it now. I guess the other thing again, tonally, like it's something like when we're doing our stuff, like like Brad always busts my chops about, correctly so, where he's like, dude, you can't be like, I'm on a boat. We're 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 in an airplane. You're like, wait, what? How did we? So I, I think I mean, it's not just. Yeah. Well, I mean, on, there is on. a school no, where you could do on, that, but not here. No, no hold on, dude. Because yeah. there's not. Um, it's not about the changing genres. I think what really jumped out for me the most where it does the, 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 the execution doesn't work yeah. is the jury verdict, right? The cop just gives this dark, heavy, like, I'm going to tell you why there's like one less scumbag off the street. And then immediately the jury verdict 
is like almost a comedic song. No, it wasn't that funny. He was guilty. I know he was guilty. Jazzy. Uh, but that, but that's what I mean. It's the it's the same thing. They're bribe, they're bribing her. Um, you know, yeah. I know I know enough about Glee to know it didn't look and feel like the Shield, and yeah. then all of the sudden, well, and I think that's what also is so weird is that the juxtaposition of this gritty, you know, botchko kind of police procedural drama with the singing, and I think that also gets the point of like the staging of the musical things. I mean, I don't know if you picked up on it, like I, it was bothering me. Like, the lighting switches, I felt sort of like intentionally when they're singing to make it feel otherworldly. Like the first time Angelic I really backlight. noticed it, yeah, the first time I really noticed it was the bribery scene where they open the case and it's glowing green. That's so why I was like, is that kryptonite money? I don't know what's in there. And then I saw it again on, you know, the the jury scene where they open the, they open the, there's an opening and then there's a light. Um, The stenographer thing and it was the keyboard, it was blue neon. And then, yeah, angelic backlight in that other scene and even in other scenes scenes so i was like okay it felt like they're trying to like you know take you out of the gritty drama and show you this world but i think you're right it was so radically altered. and you're right i you can't be i'm on a boat i'm on a boat i'm on a boat now we're on a plane but you can be a thing where it's like we're at the dock you think we're going to be in a boat you think we're going to be a boat and you're like oh actually this show is a car chase what i was thinking about brad is 100 percent right i was thinking i like it interesting when it's sometimes it's a misdirect not oh, actually totally. like Absolutely. yeah like that's what i like where it's like it's going to be on a boat. You're going to be a boat. And they're like, oh, oh, shit, it's a car chase. Okay, Absolutely. you got me. Nice. Yeah. No, or this was like. Yeah. You can jump in a life raft. Yeah. And then a helicopter comes yes, and yes. picks you up. And, and now it's a science show with like, dinosaurs. Okay, cool, yeah. we're moving. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, to have, yeah. To have well, here, that juxtaposition was. Here's what I don't know. Because I don't remember. I know that the, I remember seeing cops dancing on commercials and trailers, but I don't know if that was after it premiered and they were trying to get people to watch it and they changed how they marketed it. Like, I don't know, was it marketed as a musical so people had that expectation or was it like what happened where we were watching it? Like, and here's the thing, even though I knew it was a musical, when it happened, I was still like, what's going on? (laughs) And I knew it was coming. So what was it marketed as a musical? Oh, I might literally have to go to like, like, I don't Wikipedia know on the phone. I don't I, remember. I don't feel like, um, I'm kind of like you. I've so w- one thing I, I will say is it was, it was a high profile, yes. high priority show. So yes. I, my inference would be that there was a lot of marketing ran before it. 100%. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know why I have this in my mind. This is probably a different show, but I feel like there was some like they're cops, but they also rock like some kind of bizarre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think I think there was, but it's also like, look, you know, Botchko is known for doing what he's doing, and there is another um, creator listed on that. I don't oh, remember yeah, the guy's name or something like that. But it's like you're going through it. And it's like it's wonders. Like one night they were just out drinking. He's like, dude, you got this cop stuff on lock. Like, I got it. You know, what would be amazing. What if they sang? And he's probably like. Yeah, man, they sing. They, All right, I'm I'm in. I'm in. Talk to me. They totally yeah, yeah. sing. They sing, dude. Even the perps sing. Yeah, it. You know what? I, I can get that greenlit. I'm Stephen Botchko. It's an interesting. <laughs> I mean, especially especially the time period, dude. So that's something to like Sasha's. That's interesting is mm-hmm. that like it almost could live more now oh i think so because everything is or that concept anyways the audiences are so fractured Mm -hmm. like the numbers that you have to do oh to be successful 
are so different than um, Hulu should reboot this thing as a Hulu exclusive. And I think it would do great. Well, and if you did some like there's no. It's just it's not sure, at least it's is it is it camp? Is it serious? It's serious in both ways. It's like. And like you said, other shows have done it. So I, I watched that. Uh, it's not on anymore, but that sci-fi show, the musician, the musicians, the magicians. And I loved it. I thought it was great. I really liked it. I never read the books. And like, they have a couple episodes that are musicals because it has to do it. It also though, but in those shows and even in Buffy, maybe one of the reasons I liked it so much is now those are more sci-fi fantasy shows. The reason the characters are self-aware of the musical happening in those at times so it's like a spell or something happened or they're doing it and it and it works because they're like why am i you know it's sometimes that's also interesting when they recognize that they're they're singing but you know some of those too the song the songs were just bad on this one i mean that's the other thing they were just bad songs like they were i mean and again it aired in nineteen in ninety. So I was like, oh, okay. Then how bad is the music? No, that was like crazy eighties music. It was like, and it was like you know pop eighties. Like it almost felt like yacht rock type music, except for the terrible rap. And dude, talk about racist. Then they have all the Latin guys in the lineup, and they're like rapping oh. about the lineup, and and then they're like mixing in one Spanish word. Like it was so culturally insensitive. It was crazy. I know that was the time, but watching it now, holy cow. Well, so, dude, a lot, a lot to unpack there. <laughs> One thing, yeah, the the fact it was 1990 is huge. So you, again, so that you have to remember, put the pin in the pop culture. I I always talk about this in various context things with people. Is there's well, there's um, there's there's B N and A N. There's before Nirvana and oh, after okay. Nirvana. Yeah, absolutely. And never mind. I know Bleach was out. Uh, but that, and that I had the seven inch yeah, on sub pop. Yeah, yeah, everybody yeah, calm yeah. down. Like yeah. the landscape didn't change until Nevermind dropped, and a couple months. Oh, that and was never, never Nirvana. Mind. That was the band the dude from the Foo Fighters was. Yeah, in or yeah, right. right. Yeah, I think I heard of them. Think, yeah, yeah I may have heard time. of those guys. Yeah, yeah. I think Dave Grohl um, was in that band or something. So, like, I had a drummer from Scream. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. So they got no. like, so, you know, Nevermind drops in September 91. So we're pre, and then oh, the yeah. other thing that you have to remember about the way things are happening at that time, because everything's so slow mm-hmm. is that you're to your point, it's 1990. So you're still making things in the shape of 87 88 89 yeah, exactly. type things is exactly. that is is kind so that's of that's how... kind of what it felt like you know but also it was different like there was like even back then you know i don't remember when it was it was earlier than this but miami vice is something else i went back and like watched the pilot of you know like a year or two ago wow that was way darker than i remember it when i was a kid like it was deep it was gritty it was dark and that music was poppy and that it was that yan hammer theme or yan hammer whatever the thing. yeah but it was actually the music was good. This music just wasn't good. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I can't. I mean, we'll, we'll I mean, leave we'll leave that to you to judge on this call, John. But <laughs> apparently, no. Apparently, everyone else agreed with you because this show was uh, yeah. did not do. So, all right. So, Randy Newman did the theme song. I, I assume he was famous. Who is Randy Newman? Okay, I don't um, know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize to the Randy Newman fans. <laughs> oh no, dude, you'll you'll kick yourself. You a, a million what band percent. Is he? Know Where's Randy he from? Newman. Well, so the first thing 
that you would recognize him from because you have children uh-huh. is from Toy Story themes. Oh, really? But Randy Newman was huge in the 80s. He had the I Love L.A. hit song. Are you going to make me sing, John? I don't know that song. Oh, What's come on. Of course you I do. I love L.A. Yeah, it was probably 84, 5, 6. It was huge. This mu- music video was all over every oh, every place. I, I love remember. L.A. We love it. And like every st- stupid celebrity is mm. making a cameo. Like, I vaguely remember that. I honestly, Are you trying not, to tell us you're too cool? You were listening to no, Gorilla I'm just Biscuit saying, records? And like, I, mean, I mean, yes, but that doesn't make me cool. <laughs> it just makes me angry and alone in my room. Um, but, or 84 is probably seven seconds. But like, yeah, yeah Ran, I mean, R- Randy Newman was also – and so he was a huge I know I know the name, but I don't know where I know it, and um, I didn't care enough to look it up. Yeah, <laughs> he was a like – But I cared enough to look up that it won two Emmys. I would say like he was, I'm going to try to pull. You're looking him up right now, aren't you? Yeah. He's like for, for 80 stuff. um, He's a level down from Kenny Loggins, but just. Okay. Okay. Of you're like, Hey dude, we got a movie. I need, I, we need, we need a hit song. Be like, well, it's okay. It's kind of top gun with arm wrestling. Can we have Kenny do it? Like, yeah. Yeah. Or you'd be like, yeah. yeah, yeah, Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Gotcha. We'll get Randy Newman. I'm like, but like, I know who Michael McDonald was like from running scared and stuff like yeah. that. So like, I just, I feel like I should know who he is, but like for the life of me, I can't Yeah. I'm trying out. to see. I mean, he also played in uh bands. Yeah. yeah. We'll, have to, we'll have to tighten this I up. I did have this discussion with my wife. So she's like, is he the dude from the cars? I'm like, are you thinking of Gary Newman that had the song here in my car? Oh so I, well, that one. So my like wife cars, was no help. Or like cars that the boys watched. Yeah, like he probably did. That. Yeah, he was like in something like that. Yeah, um, I mean, he wasn't bad, but it just—I I don't know. It just no, but it was a the the. Oh, this is super annoying. Uh, I mean, what was interesting was that the way they set it up was that it was going to be episodic. Nothing was wrapped up in the pilot, and I did find that interesting. That as a pilot, it just it just ended and it's like, you know, nothing got resolved at all. And you've got to move on to the rest of the season to see what's happening. And then even with episode two, I'm like, okay, so this is going to be like a very episodic show. They're going to do that. It just, I just, I felt like they never found a way to do what you were saying. Like it, it, they never found a way to make the musical switch feel less forced and feel so far away. Like I think you're right. If the show had been a little less gritty, I might have bought the musical numbers more. Yeah, if it's its own. So I'll, I but will even say- with Glee, they're a Glee club, so they're already singing to start with. So right. like th- this one is like of all the ones. Now that I think about it, all these musicals I like on TV, it wasn't just like a musical for the sake of being a musical. The musical was somehow tied into it more. Yeah, like the one. TV application of it, I don't mind. Mm-hmm. It's a single episode, okay. um, and and it comes it comes out of uh, comedy. It's a it's a Scrubs episode. Oh yeah, where, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she has like a syndrome. Um, there's a a patient. I think she's maybe been in yes. a car wreck or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. she's hearing everybody in song. Um, it's a plot point here. The musical numbers it, are not a plot point. It's a plot device. Yeah. Device. Sorry. More sorry, than, sorry. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just that it's so stark. Yeah. Um, besides even, even to take so many of the other things, um, apart away that we've, uh, they are hard to ignore, but mm-hmm. just that setup of like, 
it is the there's no there's no connective tissue no not at all really between those like it is it's it's a super gritty um cop show that mm-hmm. then all of the sudden these folks are like bursting into yeah. song and i and i i feel like when you add the songs like that and they're so long as they were you've got 40 what, 44 minutes 46 minutes something like that you didn't advance the plot as much because some of the plot, the story that unfolds from a three minute song could have been done in two lines of dialogue or a furtive glance or something. So you've actually added to the timing of the show, but not advanced the story so much. So I feel like less happened in a normal 44 or 46 minutes of television because you had to make room for these songs for like 15 minutes of songs that could have been accomplished in a minute and a half, a dialogue or two, you know, cutaways. Dude, it's funny. So as we're, as we're talking through this, I can actually articulate for, for me. Yeah. Um, I actually like it better. Um, there was only one song in the whole piece, in the whole pilot that, well, let me back up from that. Here's the singing part that bothered me the least. I was going to say, which one did you hate the least? Um, it was <laughs> um, it was the female police officer's yeah. um, husband mm-hmm. who the song led us inside that character. You saw his Correct. self-doubt. Yes. You saw him. It was the articulation of what we're all thinking mm-hmm. as to be like, like, dude, this is this is insane. Yeah. You look like thirty years older than this woman, and like, I like, how is the, how are you guys together? Mm-hmm. Um, she's probably mm-hmm. too good for you. And he was articulating um, that in the song. Yeah, but he also articulated it way too long. Oh yeah, not yeah, definitely not, uh, um, definitely not debating that. But like, yeah, delivering delivering action or plot points via the musicals like the jury verdict or the bribery, my brain just goes, Oh my God, it took forever. And not in a good way, not in a, like my, like, um, no, I wasn't. And I was really expecting like, all right, everybody says it sucks. Like I'm going to watch this and be like, this is my new guilty pleasure. It sucks, but it's awesome. And I watched it. I'm like, no, it sucks. And it just sucks. Like I had every intention to watch every episode from start to finish. I was going to do the whole series and I got through three of them two and a half. And I'm like, I, I just can't, there are other things I can do with my life. Like, you know, that list of stuff my wife wants me to do that. I dread. I think I want to start on that list rather than watch more episodes of this. I think if you approached it now, you can at least, because there's so much future, like, uh, fourth wall breaking, um, wink, wink, nudge, nudge is a thing. If you could, if you could enter in some of those things, I don't know. Like, I'm curious, like Sasha, is there any style that you could see yourself tolerating any of this in? I really don't think so. <laughs> like, honestly, is it because it's a musical or because it's a musical cop show? I think it's because it's a musical cop show. Yeah. Like musical TV shows don't bother me. I'm not going to seek them out, but I'm also not going to blatantly ignore them. Um, But a musical cop show to me, I don't feel like you can adequately express the drama needed by putting it in a musical format. Mm -hmm. Like it would work for like, um, Andy Sandberg's in it. That cop show. Oh, that, that cop would be. Yeah, that could Brooklyn be successful. Yes. yes. Yeah. That could well, be successful as a musical, but I don't I, feel like a drama 
cop right. show can. And as we're talking about this, I realized like I came into this, you know, discussion. I'm like, but I like musicals and I have all these TV show examples of musical. But those are one-off episodes that are like surprise and delight. It's not a whole season. It's not a whole, tr- yeah. like, it's not the plan of the thing. Like if you said to me, you know, we're going to make a three episode special edition arc of cop rock that like is going to air on a, you know, this week, I'd probably love it, but you're right. Like as a whole season or as the premise, no, I, it's not working as a musical for me. If you were in a spot where it could potentially be, so I have have two things on that. Like um, the, the collapsible premise. Okay. If it somehow could be in the collapsible premise where, um, and, and that's always a huge thing that, in current setup gets TV shows mm-hmm. um, going in, in, and it lets them have a long life. And so, you know, probably one of the biggest examples of that is Cougar town. Okay. Um, and I love Bill Lawrence to death. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I tried how to summarize this, but like, so Cougar, Cougar town ultimately um, got created as a spoof, not a spoof, but like almost like, and he's famously talked about this. Bill Lawrence like didn't want to work anymore. Um, last last season of Scrubs, Courtney Cox come on. The network wants him to develop something for Courtney. He he loves Courtney, but is like, dude, I just I need a break. And he's like, fine. He thinks he comes up with an idea that the network will run away from. And he's like, okay, um, Courtney's a divorcee and hooks up with younger dudes. And the network's like, we love it. Can you make this? And he's like. <laughs> now I gotta make this. This oh isn't what. So he what yeah. one day on the set of Scrubs, I guess he's like, or, you know, in the writers' room. Hey, I got this next project. Does anybody want to do? Hey, you know, young ambitious guy in the back is like, yep, I'll do it. Um, so they start working it out together. Um, like I said, he obviously loves working with Courtney mm-hmm. Cox. They put mm-hmm. together this thing. Ultimately, after probably and a great cast, Busy Phillips, and just it's a, a, a solid show. What happens after the first or second episode, that really goes away. And yeah. it's ultimately about empty nesters. Yeah, they figure like out what they, happens. It becomes an ensemble show. They so, got on the helicopter from the lifeboat and then right. it becomes a hospital so, drama. So the Courtney Cox hooks up with young dudes mm-hmm. is, is tossed away and the show can live. And then they did a really funny thing where they would continue to make fun of their own name, etc. If you somehow had it as a collapsible premise, I'm almost seeing like um, Sasha had an awesome TV show example. I'm almost thinking of like a movie example mm-hmm. that would come over, but would be like the Starsky and Hutch remake. Okay. With okay. like Owen Wilson um, and Ben Stiller. And I'm assuming it's like Adam McKay. Cause they're doing all kinds of that weird nunch, nud, like wink, yeah, wink, yeah, nudge, yeah. nudge. If you had a thing where, and then again, it would have to be like, super gimmicky Mm -hmm. if you knew there was one scene in every episode it this now becomes the gimmick of like the kramer door open like okay what's the kooky there's going to be one song in this i know there's going to be one Mm -hmm. um and maybe it's um and and i feel like lee worked some of this too it's going to be a acapella or like musical themed of a contemporary song that's going to kind of be our like i could maybe see something like that working today um but i'm i think i'm with sasha in just that like yeah i don't think you can pull it off no gritty cop drama 
and a musical just well i think it's part of the problem too you've invested so much well we haven't but you're supposed to be investing in these characters and their lives and it's just you know again single camera we're following and we're doing it and then it completely breaks that relationship you have with them as the viewer by having them break into song because you're like and then you have to reinvest again into the gritty drama and get back it's like it's too much for us emotionally to switch between those two what do you want from me you know when right. i'm watching it like i don't if if you don't know what you want from me i don't know how to give it to you i'm just going to change the channel it would be fascinating to be able to interview like a writer or showrunner yeah. from from that show people who wrote those episodes and they're really because like obviously these are people who you know have made a great living and have a great mm-hmm. skill set yeah and why they thought it would work or what that kind of like um yeah the know, background they, of this like how long did it take to get greenlit? Like you said, like you said, like they greenlit this thing and like ordered it. It wasn't like, let's test and see. Like, did that happen quickly? Was it banging around Hollywood for a while? Like, oh, Steven's got this idea. Maybe we'll throw him a bone and let him do it. It felt like they were like, yeah, we're all in. This is going to be good. Yeah, there's, I mean, because that's that's the thing again with the way that the TV landscape was at, at, at that time. I mean, you didn't you didn't pilot shows that you thought could or certainly post pilot you didn't put shows into order that you think like i bet this will appeal to a niche audience because <laughs> that's not how it worked at there was like, no niche the big, audience there the was prime time three. right this is a prime time drama yeah. um i also find it's really interesting if you think about it the next thing that botchko did after this three years later was nypd blue mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was pretty groundbreaking mm-hmm. in uh, you know, the first thing to really, I mean, it wasn't the shield, but it was the first yeah. thing to take a look where, you know, the guys in the white hats weren't always the best guys. Well, dude. And you could see he's laying the groundwork for that in cop rock. Like in the first episode, the main cop straight up murders someone like no question. Ex- I granted he's a cop killer. He did the thing, but he's like, he's in cuffs. They stand him up and he just shoots him yeah. in the chest. Like straight up murder. I mean, you know, for some people would say that's just, that's just normal cop behavior. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's so like, you know, that was like shield esque behavior, you know, I don't even think they went that far to just straight up, like put someone in cuffs, stand him up and straight yeah. up murder him. Um, they, they would still through. That's one thing I found interesting too, is in uh, comparing it to NYPD blue, mm-hmm. um, the thing though with cop rock would they would quickly maybe do it in dialogue but they would go back to they would never let those guys drift too far out of anti-hero character okay yeah this you know? this and that's what i thought he was going to be was an anti-hero but the minute he pulled that trigger it's like he's not an anti-hero anymore that's still a matter of debate i don't know i mean it was like even the, I mean, I guess because it's retribution, but like, you know, I wasn't expecting him to be the punisher. You know what I mean? But that's the idea, but no, yeah. but that's a great character example in yeah. that the concept of that anti-hero is serving justice that won't be served, mm-hmm. um, doing what must be done where you cross over is like, you know, Sipowitz in NYPD Blue. That dude just does some straight up shady stuff yeah. for his own self-serving interest. True, true. And that's where on as a on a character level, mm-hmm. you cross from yeah. the anti-hero to just the villain. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's like you said, dude, I think that's an interesting, like maybe he was starting to toy with some of that stuff. Yeah. That's what I'm um, wondering. Cause it and, was like, I was not expecting that. I no, was expecting, I was like, and then he even acknowledges stuff like at one, I don't remember if it was before or after they've got one guy, maybe it's before he murdered the guy where they've got him in the interrogation room and like, he's not talking and they're like, they got him handcuffed and they're like, pouring coffee down his throat and they're like we know we're violating your rights we don't care and i'm like wait what that's way early no, that's, no, no, early. that's, that's yeah, okay. early yeah okay that's I, before the murder so they were kind of after, setting him up you're right is crossing the line and then after and then after the murder and these would be i think good things of a pilot pro proper yeah. things right um the internal who in essence the 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 internal affairs or you know the fully ethical cop confronts right. him about it and is like hey man yeah, they're like, setting him up as the villain. I know what you did. Yeah, I'm gonna get like, and you know, and this is gonna come back to you. We're yeah. gonna, we're gonna get you in this. Um, so there's there, there's some interesting things there. It's definitely, I mean, in on some level, hats off to a bananas ambitious swing and a miss. Yeah, I mean, you took but, yeah, wow. you took your shot. I mean, I, I really wish I had watched it because a lot of what we talk about, you know, here is like we've got that lens of nostalgia. And, you know, this is the case where the opposite is true. We're like, oh, I remember being good and it held. I guess it's not the opposite. Yeah, you know, I remember being good and it held up or I remember being like this and it's not like I never really watched it, but I remember hearing it was terrible. And you know what? It is terrible. So, I mean, you know, everything we grew up here. I mean, Cop Rock is a joke. Like when Mike and I would work on creative stuff, we would joke about stuff. We're like, well, let's just not make Cop Rock. I mean, it was like the butt of every creative, every video we pitched, everything. is. As long as it's not Cop Rock, we'll be fine. Like, not having seen it. I mean, it was this trope of like, well, you know, no matter what we do, it can't be as bad as Cop Rock. And then like, you know, we sit here, we start talking about it. We're like, how bad could it be? And then we go watch it. We're like, Okay, so I've never made Cop Rock in my career. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, um, I also was pulling the run of shows that dropped in the the fall of '90 in the same mm -hmm. year. Um, yeah, what was we, it up against? So, um, the, obviously, we're we're I'm crossing a bunch of genres, but these are all things that came out that year. Yeah, um, that made their debut. Nine hundred two one zero debuted in the fall of '90. A really bad, um, probably five years too late, Ferris Bueller's Day Off sitcom starring oh. Jennifer Aniston. Okay, uh, that did not last very long. Um, in living that in living color, which um, in living color had musical numbers. Yeah, I mean, a sketch show would have. <laughs> so I guess we could call them competition, um, dude. But that's interesting too. Yeah. Oh, let's go. Let's pull on that thread. Yeah. What does um, what does nine hundred two one zero and and Living Color have in common? Uh, Fox. And so again, context. What's what's nineteen ninety Fox? What's nineteen ninety Fox? It was the it was not a major network. It was a brand new kind of starting network. Would you call it like how do you describe that? I at the, I mean at the very least structurally they were like massively an outsider. Yeah. And so the inroads for them, it was the big was three. Younger, there was no Fox. Yeah. Was being younger and unconventional and in living color is a Saturday night live with mm -hmm. an predominantly African-American cast. It was the Wayans, right? Wasn't yep. Damon Wayans was, um, yeah. it was the Wayans family. Yeah, um, obviously, Ivory, yeah. um, 
both Rosie Perez and Jennifer Lewis or Jennifer Lewis, goodness, Jennifer Lopez were background mm-hmm. dancers or yeah. ran like the fly yeah, girls. Yeah, yeah. They had their, their setup there. You had them being very unconventional. Jim Carrey. Yeah. Was the, um, got his start. Um, yeah. Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Um, so you had two shows. Um, and then, and then 90210, um, being kind of like a teen, um, again, this is super relative, but, um, you know, there were, and I, I know this is, I almost can't keep a straight face as this comes out of my mouth, but, um, for the time there were those that regarded some of the themes going through 90210 as the more, the most realistic yes. portrayals of high school At on that time. television. Yeah. Because, um, you know, it was against things like cop rock. Uh, yeah, and you yeah. had you had those those handfuls of and so Fox skewing skewing younger. That's really yeah. interesting. Um, Cop Rock was on ABC, so one of the big three. Like, yeah, I mean it was like power. a big push. It was a primetime show. Like they were going for it, you know. That's the other thing that that kind of points out to me. I think it stuff- wasn't like a mid season replacement either. It was like no. a show. It was a premiere in the fall lineup. I think that's when it's like I started to kind of almost subconsciously be like, I don't know. I, you know, so like I'm 15, like you're getting to the point now where you're like not just watching the stuff with your parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You have your, and I'm like, I don't know that this is for me. I don't know that these networks or these, a lot mm-hmm. of shows that are being produced are yeah. really, I don't relate to, Didn't like, relate I don't, don't want to watch this. There's no. nothing about this show. I mean, I guess if you look at the ratings, a lot of people didn't want to watch yeah, it. I, I think that's the problem. It's like you weren't alone. You were like, you weren't sitting there going, oh, well, I'm an angsty teen and like, this isn't for me, but it was for everyone else. Now, the show was for no one. I mean, I think, and I think that's, that's the problem. It's like, you could yeah. take a big swing and you can still miss. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, but man, as long as you're those... missing song, it's fine. Maybe then, I... you know, 30, 40 years later, people can talk about it. Jamie Oliver can talk about it and the DVDs will sell out. Um, yeah, for for the record, um, yeah, we, yeah, we scripted out our 12 talk topics in like the fall. Yeah. Um, so John Oliver like stole this doing this from us, not vice versa. Um, I, I kid that, but we did already think about, dude, if we're going to talk about pop culture stuff from 80s, 90s, like John said, it is, it is a running joke. It's almost become a bit of like a verb or or like for a disastrous like effort as like you said like oh god well i hope we don't make cop rock well i think Um, it's also a a nice juxtaposition against you know when we talked about kevin smith who was like the little guy that made this thing and did it and it went big and here's ones that are the big guy did something really big and it didn't succeed so it's to me it feels like a bookend you know sasha are you were you ever like a glee watcher at all um no like i haven't think i've watched a single episode the closest i've come to watching an episode of glee was the uh glee episode of the office ah okay oh okay i didn't actually watch glee but but i still like musicals i'm just i was just gonna ask how how that compared like if somebody was i mean obviously it did super well um and ryan murphy's amazing but like dude so in a different way so is is Botchko. So yeah, I was just kind of curious if that was uh, if that yeah. was in your purview. Um, yeah. Well, I I don't think that I'm going to finish it. 
I mean, I started it for the podcast, and now that this episode is pretty much done, I think I'm done with Cop Rock. I can honestly say, I don't need to know how it ends. Yeah. I'm okay not knowing, you know? I just, in my mind, I can play the songs out to their finale. In yeah, I mean, yeah, there's... There's a lot of uh, big swings and misses throughout the 80s and 90s, and, yeah. and we'll, uh, we'll visit plenty of them. Yeah, but no, we're not going to revisit Cop Rock. No, no I, think I think we're done with it. I think that's done. I think we uh, can put it to bed. <laughs> I am excited, though, about what we're going to talk about next, next week, episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, we are going to talk about a little piece of fantastic 80s real estate. Um that has about 17 names, but I prefer to think about it as Gleaming the Cube. Yeah. Um, and which there's no way to talk about Gleaming the Cube, I feel like, without talking about Tony Hawk and Bones Brigade in mm -hmm. 80s skating. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, we will talk about Gleaming the Cube and I'll have some choice words. Um, you know, it was it's a lot of hype getting excited for a skating movie that, you know, was... That wasn't a skating movie? Don't know what it was exactly. Uh, my brother's keeper, uh, whatever the seventeen other. There's so many eighties. I mean, I read something at one point. It was, he wasn't going to be a skater. It was going to be he was going to be a Rubik's cube solver, but he didn't. I don't know. There's Shut all these up, stories. Dude. I swear you to God, you need to research that before. I will research that one. That they said like Christian Slater is going to like. Yeah, exactly. That was the whole thing. I don't. I think it was a joke. I think somebody was like it was a meme, but I'll look into it and see if there's any truth to that one. But um. Yeah, no, awesome. we definitely let's yes. let's let's talk Next about gleaming the cube yeah. and sideways into skating that way. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. that'll be a super fun one. Cool. All right, thanks, dude. Uh, thanks everybody out yeah, there. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, and and uh, if you're out there, you do not feel the need to go see if we were right about Cop Rock. Just trust but, us. yeah, but I think it's on Amazon. If you do, you can at least buy the Blu-rays because I know the whole thing from John Oliver's show is they got they got bought out. But like, yeah, this isn't gonna be like so bad. It's good. No, do not spend money on the Blu-rays. I'm telling people you need to spend oh, absolutely. your money. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah do not buy the Blu-rays. Encourage like a buddy to buy it. <laughs> yes. Someone you like kind of friends with but don't really like, get yeah. him to buy the Blu-rays and invite yeah. you over, then drink all his liquor, eat all his pizza, and watch Cop Rock. Yeah. Okay. Um, you'll make it You'll make it about, about five minutes. If you it's can a, find like it online. Thing, like, like, don't buy your own boat. Get a really good friend with a boat. a boat. Yeah. <laughs> If you can find it online, though, I do encourage, like, at least to make it to the first song. Because it's like, I knew it was coming at some yeah, point. And still, and still was like, what the f And I look, if you're out there and you think Cop Rock was awesome and you think we're idiots, tell us in the comments. I'd love to have this conversation Tell us what you, you loved about it. Like, that yeah. would be, like, not in, yeah. a, in a judgy, like, like nobody's no, going okay like, to, judge. Just shit judge on you. But, like, yeah. I'm curious. I, like, I would, I would be very curious to see yeah. what the appeal was yeah definitely because um, it was it was hard for me to find yeah most definitely all right thanks for listening everybody all right later bye, bye. bye. A Media Production.